Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, uh, a very special vinyl analysis. We uh, are glad that you guys came out here this evening. This is another fine edition of Knights of the Rock Table. Yeah! So, Vinyl Analysis is a podcast uh, where we uh, discuss 70s and 80s hard rock uh, discussion. Uh, where we discuss discussion stuff. Yes, we uh, do. With Arch Madness from QFM 96. But uh, on, on special occasions, we gather the knights of the rock table. Fucking to talk shop. It. You'll get sick of that, gang. Trust me. <laughs> I haven't gotten I, uh, sick of it yet. So thank you guys for coming out. I am Greg Hansberry. I am the producer slash moderator. You will uh, also, you can also refer to me as Duke Blackmore of Purple Deep. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank that's you. a mouthful, you know? Yeah. That's the way I like my Dukes. There you go. Uh, next to me, Sir Ace of Freely, Arch Madness. From What's up? What's up? What's up? Next to Arch is Lord Pretty Boy of the Floyd. <laughs> Pretty Boy Doug Blessing of Rock House. And at the end of the table, Lord of the Thighs, Kevin Young of yes. the Gypsy Kings. Kings with a Y, mind you. We uh, are all happy you guys came out here tonight. Uh, we're going to do a little moderator. Uh, like, like we, it's a, uh, we said it's a uh, around the horn meets 70s and 80s rock meets I hair think bands. so. That metal show meets you know, right. PTI. Or Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Or there's cheers. a little Cheers in there, and there's some Debbie Does Dallas. So we're going to go ahead and uh, do some uh, opening statements. Uh, and we're going to start at the end of the table. Okay. Lord of the Thighs, Kevin Young. It's great to be back with you guys. Thank you all for coming. Thank you, Seventh Sun Brewing Company, for having us. Um, sadly, though, and I want to get this out of the way early because I don't want it to be a bummer, but we lost a, uh, a metal icon, and not just metal, but a music icon, on June 22nd when Benny Paul from Pantera, Damage Plan, and Hell Yeah passed away. So... To Vinny, would, man. To pour Vinny. One out, pour one out. Rest in peace, brother. But we hope you all have a ball tonight. We've got a lot to cover, a lot of show for you. And thanks again for coming out. We appreciate it. Lord Pretty Boy of the Floyd, Doug Blessing of Rock House. Well, good evening. Thank you so much. We uh, didn't do a lot of promotion for our first uh, run-through episode, which was, took place about five, six weeks ago. And this was the first time we actually created an event and uh, so we appreciate all you guys coming out. This is uh, a work in progress, and we appreciate the fact that you want to hear about some rock and roll knowledge on a Tuesday night in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, sadly, uh, Duke Blackmore of Purple Deep, I'd yes. also like to mention that the wrestling world lost an icon oh, no. this week. Oh, my God. Which oh, Nikolai yeah. Volkov, those oh. of us that grew up in the 80s, knew the uh. rock and wrestling connection. Are you going to sing the, the, the Soviet Union? Oh, oh. <laughs> Remember when he used to sing you the can't all do too that. well? The anthem? I was one of the people Sorry. that, I was one of the, like, the four people that bought the rock and wrestling album. But, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, great to see everybody out. And uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to seeing where this goes and, uh, and keeping rock and roll alive in Columbus, Ohio. Sir Asa Freely, uh, do you have any other deaths you'd like to no, tell us about? No, okay. no, right, no, 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 right, not that I, not yet, right. not yet. Fellow knights. Stick around. Fellow knights, Seventh Son employees, distinguished guests. That's us. What an incredible evening we have before us. And quite honestly... How fucking awesome is Tesla? I mean, re remember when you first heard Modern Day Cowboy? I mean, that entire Mechanical Resonance album. I mean, I saw Tesla 
open for Def Leppard, and I checked the date. I double-checked on this. Uh, it was, I pulled my ticket out, October 5th, 1987, Charleston Civic Center, 17,000 in attendance, a total of 47 teeth. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of them time release jokes. All the Dollar Generals Shared in West between, Virginia were looked, closed. Yes. between four people. <laughs> yes, it was me and my buddies, quite honestly. So it was, and I looked this up, it was the fourth show of the North American Hysteria Tour. Now, it was the oh first my. show nice. that I attended without the parental units. Okay, it was also the first show where my buddies and I were just as excited about the headliner, or excuse me, the opener as much as we were the headliner. Well, yeah. You know what that's like, guys. You know oh, what that's my. like when you're excited oh, yeah, to, to see the opener. Now, we all love Def Leppard. We all wanted to hear Die Hard the Hunter. And there was a few of us who wanted to see if, you know, if dude could play Rock of Ages with one fucking arm. <laughs> and he did. He can, he can. And he yeah. did, man. He still is. <laughs> but, but when the first notes that you hear that night are Tommy Skio and Frank Hannon with Coming At You Live... That is game over for a 16-year-old boy, and I will never forget that moment. Everybody up here has had moments like that. Uh, everybody out there, everybody listening has had moments like that, and that's why tonight is going to be an incredible evening. It's fun to share the rock table with Doug and Kevin because we all love uh, this type of music, and we all love to bullshit about it over a beer. <laughs> Yes. Let's just be honest with each other. So I'm excited for this show. I'm excited about the future with all the fun things that we have planned for Knights of the Rock Table. So let's do this. All right. With that, let's start with segment number one. You can apply to that. Let's give a round of applause yeah. for our opening statements. Now, uh, segment number one, my favorite part of, uh, of summer besides the short shorts is uh, when you go and you, you got the smell of Coors Light and weed in the air. Yeah. And you just go check out a rock and roll concert. And that's just Doug's car. <laughs> <laughs> we got a few great shows actually coming through. Uh, the Hair Nation Tour. This is uh, down in Rocktober uh, 26th at Bogarts in Cincinnati. Jack Russell's Great White. The Bullet Boys. Enough is enough. Mm. Uh, and we actually have tickets to give away tonight, so stick around uh, oh, till the end stuff. of the show. We will be Get giving Get signed away. up if you want to go to that show. Uh, okay. Can I throw something else out Please. there? Uh, the Bullet Boys and Enough's Enough on that tour with Jack, Jack Russell. Now there's going to be now Jack can't do as many as he used to, so there's going to be nights where the Bullet Boys and Enough's Enough kind of do one-offs. They're going to do different stops. One of those stops <laughs> nights, oh boy, is going to be now it's in Reynoldsburg, and the name of this place is the Number Five Tap and Table. They couldn't get number one, two, three. Or well, four, well, I that's guess. Uh, yes, that's two and a quarter was booked. exactly. And tap and table meant something completely different in the '80s than it does now. It absolutely meant something different. And this place, this venue. Now, I've talked to a few people, and they said that they've seen shows back in the day around really? in this this same area. And I want to say it's over—is it the Ramada or over in that area? Over by there's a Home Depot, I think, back there. <laughs> from what I've under, uh, from what I've heard, it's connected I'm really to. I'm really setting it up, man. Comfort Inn. Woo! There's a comfort. Uh, I in. It's a comfort inn. Okay, and, fair uh, enough. So we've all dreamed about playing at a concert venue that was connected to a hotel. As an, 80s, Hell yeah. as an 80s rock star, you couldn't ask for anything better than playing a venue that's connected to a hotel. Exactly. And a Waffle House next door. Oh, uh, and there is, I think, or damn close. So anyway, <laughs> that is uh, September 28th in Reynoldsburg at the number five tap and table. Uh, I know I will be in attendance. If, if Chips Enough is within a 
you know, I think two we know or three hour I think we know radius. I will. Uh, I'm there. Smell so, yeah. so, Doug, right. you're coming, aren't you? I will be there, but I'll tell you what, Arch, and I think this uh, this bear saying in front of this particular group of people as well, that when that concert wraps up, we will be leaving post haste to go see our buddy. Oh, the right Lord on. of the Thighs and the Gypsy Kings Gypsy up at On the Rocks in Dublin, night. Ohio. We'll be tearing it up that night at I'm On in. the Rocks. I'm in. So I'm in. You better that's take a nap, home. boys. That's well, all I'm telling you. Well, I was either that or Lyft or Uber. <laughs> <laughs> that's that needs to be a part of the equation. We'll be taking something as for sure. Well. So, yeah. all right. Well, this brings me to segment number one. Yes, we're still on segment number one, people. Summer concert review. We're going to start with Kevin, aka Lord of the Thighs. Yes. Give me your review for night. Ranger. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Picktown Palooza. Was anyone at Picktown Palooza? Yeah, this, man, I was. Few, yeah. Just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I was Night all Ranger. kinds of effed up. Oh, Night Ranger True was, story. of course, the headliner on that Friday night. Um, Gypsy Kings had the pleasure to open that show, and let me tell you, it was a hot son of a bitch. Everything was on fire. Our hair, our feet, our asses. But Night Ranger guys sounded fantastic. Yes. I mean, we, we talked about uh, our heroes that don't take care of themselves, that they didn't hold up. The music, you know, doesn't sound like it used to. Jack and the boys brought it, and they brought it hard. They did the, they did the Night Ranger stuff. They did the Damn Yankee they stuff. They did a Damn Yankee song, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Doug, yeah. you were there too, man. I was there, and I'll tell you what. The, uh, I was a big Damn Yankees fan, actually, oh, because yeah. just the... It brought together a lot of our rock heroes. That was one of the first supergroups that I can remember, quite honestly, guys. And uh, yeah, that was that was a nice surprise. Yeah. And in your version, and I think yeah, Jimmy, your your singer is in the house. Yeah. When you guys did uh, White Lion. Yeah. Wait. Wait. That sound. That was that was the highlight of that set for me. You guys, you guys sounded great. But I Thanks. thought that sounded awesome. That's I thought a fun that sounded. Tune. Awesome. Marty pulls that one off. Marty nails that solo, that, man. That's and that tough. song all, is all about all, the solo. Hey, White yeah. Lion had some had some amazing musicians oh, yeah. in, in there. And and quite honestly, their version of Radar Love is comparable as well. I like but it I better. thought you guys did an awesome job on Wait. Thanks, I thought you guys brother. did an awesome job. I appreciate job. it. Thank you. We done? We I done, think boys. so. All right. I think, <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Doug, Jack Russell's Great White. And to continue Kevin's sentiment, uh, the very next night, uh, my band Rock House opened for Jack Russell's Great White at an, actually a, a really, really cool spot at Nash, Nashport, Ohio, uh, which is just a little bit east of Newark, called Lazy Acres. And they started an uh, event this year called the Crazy Lazy 80s Weekend, which featured uh, us opening up for Jack Russell's Great White. Awesome. As Kevin mentioned, it was hot. And I don't mean hot. You guys like, had it worse than we did because Saturday was ten. Saturday was brutal. Yeah. I don't know, but you guys were like, I'm standing. I when I I went and saw Gypsy Kings uh, up at Picktown Palooza, and uh, it was it's just both nights unforgiving. No breeze, ninety five degree heat, ninety percent humidity, uh, and uh, this you know it was one of those nights. But I'll tell you what. Um, I don't want to focus on the weather because it was uh, the first time that I'd seen Jack Russell. In, uh, in several years, and um, I know as, as fans of the genre, we're all, we all know what Jack Russell's been through, and um, you know, he showed up for sound check, got dropped off right by the stage in a van, and uh, I told Kevin earlier, you know, he walked up to the stage with a cane and got his sound check done and chatted with us for a while, real nice guy, and he's got this regiment that he does before he goes on stage 
which I always thought was a vocal regimen, but it couldn't, it couldn't be anything further from that because his vocals were spot on during the sound check. It's a stretching regimen to loosen his body up because he is, you know, he, he's, he's been through it. He's been there, guys. And uh, when he got up to play that night in front of that band, he got up there and he commanded that stage. And uh, they put on a hell of a show for an extremely enthusiastic crowd that had been sitting out in the heat all day. And once the sun went down and Jack Russell took the stage, they absolutely killed it. And it was fantastic. His band was spot on. And uh, I was thrilled to be a part of it. It was awesome. You know, and, and really, Great White, you know, the original band, the classic lineup as we know them, those guys, they deserved a better fate. They deserved a better fate. They were a great rock band. And, and you know what? And quite honestly, when we're talking about Great White, it's hard not to think about the station fire. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, so many people lost their lives doing what we all love to do, yep. going to a show. Can't even imagine what that would do. When And I was lucky enough to interview Great White. This was about four or five years before that went down. And you couldn't find just more genuine guys, and they were just, they were, they were, it wasn't once bitten twice shy anymore. Those days had went. And I think it was Can't Get There From Here was the record that was out. Yep. It was a great album. Well, yeah. Produced by, I think, uh, Jack Blades uh, from Night Ranger did a lot of the production on that. But it was, I remember, and let me just throw this out there, and this is kind of, I've, I've never really talked about this, but I remember we played uh, a song off that album. And we played it on the radio. Okay, we played a, a new great white. Yeah, imagine that. Playing a new, new music song. on You're the radio. Me. There was a time, Greg. <laughs> Sit on my lap and let me tell you about oh, the time tell me, Archie. when we used to play new music. So, new rock and, and I roll. remember. What's that? I remember Jack Russell was across the, uh, across the, uh, the board from me at, at, the, at the studios. And he had the headphones on. And he was listening to his song on the radio <laughs> and he was just like i cool. mean he was just loving he was singing all the words and i was thinking to myself wow how, how cool is that yeah, that awesome. i that we can do something for him and it just he appreciated the music so damn much and that's yeah. why i always say they deserved a better fate brett michaels said it best it was uh the right pyro at the wrong place absolutely and that's exactly <laughs> what happened yes. it wasn't like the you know the it wasn't negligence on the band's no. part, and I think the, the courts proved that. But yeah. I just, I always think back to what a great guy and how much the music, how much the music meant to Jack Russell. And that He's, almost killed Jack. And he, it did, it did. And, and you think about it, and when I saw him a few years back, like to Doug's point, he could barely walk. Yeah. He could barely walk. But when he got up there, when he had that mic in front of him, he comes alive. It, it. sounded amazing. He sound, he still sounds so damn good, yep. so damn good. I just I, I only wish the best for, for Jack Russell. Uh, and I like yeah. to see him anytime I can. Absolutely, and I'll tell you what, uh, guys. You know, as a as a fan of the genre, and I know there's a lot of people out there that don't follow things as closely as we did. If you showed up at that show that night and didn't know the history of what had gone on with Jack and his, in his personal life over the last 15 years plus, uh, you would have never known the difference. He put on a fantastic show, and I want to this is always good to, to say to those uh, guys like us that like to meet our heroes, could not have been a nicer guy. That's Extremely a great picture. Nice. I saw that picture on Facebook. Yeah. That was a great picture, Doug. It was a great, you know, but, uh, but it, it wasn't about the fact, you know, we were the opening band, but there were fans that literally, like, walked past the barricade because they just had to meet him. And he was extremely gracious to every single person that super came up nice to him. Super nice guy. Yep. And, and, and all the guys in yep. his band are super cool, too. Very cool. 
very down to earth. He's got a good. That guitarist is amazing. Robbie Lochner. Yeah, Lochner's he's the real deal. Holyfield for sure. Yeah, and I'll tell you when we you know sitting here talking, we're talking about Night Ranger and and Jack Russell's Great White. That's a show right there because I know that we all have tremendous respect for those guys as musicians and the fact that they're still doing what they're doing. So uh, uh, mad props to all those guys. Amen. Amen to that man. Faster Pussycat, uh, Saturday, July 21st. It was at the Muddy Creek Saloon in Heath, Ohio. And I was there. It was awesome. Kick, and first off, and, I, and I've uh, given her a shout on my, uh, on my Facebook, and I want to do it here as well on uh, the Knights of the Rock table. What Missy Tong does in this town. Tong for people, Productions. For people who, who listen to this type of music and, and love these guys and want to see them again, she is working so hard to bring them to Central Ohio. And, and I'm just a huge fan of Missy and her husband as well. Yep. But uh, thank you so much, Missy, for e- everything you do for us here, uh, for us 80s rockers in Columbus. There was a band called Rock House that kicked off the evening. They kicked off the evening. Uh, Doug, you guys sounded amazing. You sounded awesome. And I want to tell you this, and I told you this immediately following your set, your version of Crocus's Midnight Maniac was amazing. And tell them you're going backstage. So what happened backstage after your guys' set? Well, it's so crazy because we, we, we hold that song out for when it's appropriate for the crowd that's there. And obviously that was a perfect crowd to break that song out on. And to walk backstage and hear Don Jameson from that metal show, the guitar player Shandy from uh, Paradise Kitty. Paradise Kitty. And Danny from Fast Puss got all pull me aside individually and say, dude, love the Krogus song, man. It was awesome. That it made was me so feel good. incredible. It yeah. should have, Doug. It should have. You guys did an amazing job. And, and it was so cool to hear some Krogus. How hard is that to hear some Krogus? <laughs> Get on Rosebear. You guys need to do more Krogus. <laughs> so, so, then, so then we heard uh, Don Jameson. Now, Don Jameson is the guy from that metal show. He was kind of the host of this, uh, this tour. And basically what he was, this was a comedian who got up in front of people. Look, at the Muddy Creek Saloon, it's a bunch of 80s rockers, and he was doing stand-up. And I want to tell you, I thought it was awesome. And it was one of those deals, Doug and your wife, you guys caught me. I was laughing at every single joke. In fact, when I got to talk to Don uh, after his set, I said, look, nobody else might have been laughing at that Yannick Gers joke from Iron Maiden. <laughs> but, bro, I thought it was hilarious. Don's then you hilarious. had a band called Paradise Kitty. Now, these girls are from L.A., and it's a Guns N' Roses cover band, okay? With all now, tics. they're Oh, it's amazing. The, the lead guitarist. Did you say Paradise Kitty? Paradise Kitty. Yeah. What did okay, I say? My bad. Did I say Paradise Titty? I don't think I did. That's what I heard. I'm coming in at 6 to 7% on this I'm brew. just going to go with what I heard. You never know what you're going to hear. But I want to tell you, these girls, they were awesome, but there were two, and, and Renee Blessing can back me up on this, there were two that really stood out. The, the, the blonde lead guitarist was phenomenal. She's going to go on, and, and she's going to do something else. She might be the next Nita Strauss. Uh, I just said that. No. There's another now, podcast. Now, settle down. <laughs> was she good? Was she good? I'll tell you, when she dropped down in the splits and played the solo. Thank you. From uh, thank you, Joe. Dropped down the splits and played the solo from "Sweet Child of Mine" and yep. nailed it. You won't see Slash note. doing yeah. that shit. She dropped down do on the ground. To. I get it. I'm visualizing and it right did now. A split. Bro. Stop talking to me. I'm visualizing it. Okay. So Whoa. and then they had this singer who was phenomenal. Now 
Her name is Jenna Side. Don't Google it at work. Because, <laughs> Whoops. because there's another does, does Jenna Side. A friend told she you. She happens to be on uh, kind of an adult-type uh, movie sitch. There's a storm brewing with that Her, one in what there. Are they, what is that thing when you Google it with the IDMB? What is it? Their, their movie stuff? Yeah. I'll tell you later. It's hilarious. Uh, so I'm just telling you, it's a totally different genocide. They were awesome. Faster Pussycat sounded great. Hey, and on a, on a lighter note, uh, Tamey Down, he is trying to get healthy, and he has had a lot of, you know, he's had a lot... If you've ever seen Faster Pussycat in the last 30 years, Tammy's always smoking. He's always drinking. He yeah. had to give that up. He had some heart issues. I thought he sounded awesome. Uh, Doug, you were there. I, I thought Tammy sounded great, man. Yeah, and you and I both were, uh, were thinking ahead of time. It's like, you know, everything hinges on how, what Tammy's got going mood? on that night. Yeah. What kind of mood if is he's, it? If he's in good voice, if he's in a good mood. And, uh, man, he was on. He, he was on, and they, they went deep in the catalog. They opened up with Jack the Bastard off the Whipped. Jack the Bastard off the Whipped, man. And it they, sounded awesome. Yep. It sounded so good. And they played Where There's a Whip, There's a Way, the opening track off of Wake Me When It's Over, which was my favorite tune by them. And A.K.A. Inner Sandman. A.K.A. Yeah. Inner Sandman, for those of you playing at home. And, uh, yeah, they nailed it, man. It was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. And I'll tell you what, Ace Von Johnson, Incredible. I, I, I don't know how old that guy is. He, I think he's in like his mid to late 20s. But Ace Von Johnson is an incredible guitar player. Unbelievable. Uh, and, and it was just good to see Tammy because, uh, you know, Doug and I had this discussion before we saw the show. We both have seen Faster Pussycat a ton of times, and it is hit or miss. And it all is determined on whether Tammy's in a good mood or not. And I had heard maybe he might not be in such a good mood. But I want to tell you, when he walked up there, I thought he sounded good. I thought he looked healthier than the last time I had seen him a few years ago. So, you know, good luck, Tammy Down. I'm happy to see what I'm seeing. And I'd love to see some or hear some new material from him. And I got to say this. It was pretty cool to hang with my buddy, Doug Blessing, right here and sing Slip of the Tongue together. There you go. It was a lot of fun. Damn right. You're damn right, man. <laughs> I knew I knew that was coming. We gather the Knights of the Rock Table. We are here live at uh, Seventh Sun Brewery here in Columbus, Ohio. Let's give it up. Come on, guys. You having fun? How's the beer treating you? Yeah. There's some high. The uh, hell with our 80s metal discussion. Yeah, How's that beer? Yeah, Hoppity hop, hop, hop. Yeah. We're moving on to yes, the sir. second segment. Similar uh, topic, you know, the summer fun, summer babes, summer concerts, summer songs, summer playlist. Uh-oh. Doug Blessing, Lord Pretty Boy of the Floyd. Hey, well, thank you so much, Duke. <laughs> Whatever the fuck my name is. <laughs> Pretty Duke Boy Black. I know the name. <laughs> it's just getting it out. It's Who's wishing not through Who's this at a brewery Anyone's name that contains the word is deep great. is very difficult to say without a smile. No. So I'll say this, guys. You know, I, um, I think I got Christy Kemper out here somewhere in the room. Uh, but... Uh, Man, I'm still like completely on this Greta Van, Greta Van Fleet kick. It's all good, go. man. And, uh, it, Run it, with it. I remember when I was, uh, when the year I graduated high school, it was the year that uh, Van Halen's OU812 came out. And, uh, and I remember just driving around with the, uh, with the windows down, listening to that, as well as uh, Wake Me When It's Over. That one that drive into a tree. Not, not, okay, you're back. Now you're in good shape. And Savage Amusement. By uh, the Scorpions, it's a great record. Yeah, and cocked and loaded by LA Guns. And when you get when you get an album that like it, it, it embodies summer, it, it just feels so good. When you get in your car and you immediately put it on, you want your neighbors to hear that you're listening to it. 
So, so instead of narrowing it down to five songs, I'm going to tell you three albums that I've been listening to nonstop this summer. Number oh, one cool. is obviously Greta Van Fleet's first album, From, uh, from the Fires. From the Fire. And, um, no, I'm with this you. Guy and with then you. Yes. I hope there's some people here that know what I'm talking about this one. There is an incredible band here in Columbus that just got signed on to play uh, six or seven dates at Sturgis. The band's called Black Coffee. And if you like Greta Van Fleet and you have not heard the band Black Coffee, you got that on your list too, Kev? It's right here, baby. Yeah, buddy. Write it down. I'll tell you what, man. These guys, I, I befriended these guys on Facebook. My daughter used to work with one of them at her job, and she told me about them about a year and a half ago. Black Coffee is incredible, incredible music, rock and roll. If you like Greta Van Fleet and you've not heard Black Coffee, you've just wasted the last year of your life because they're wow. amazing. Holy so cow. I've been, li I've been listening to their Bold album statement. as well. Now, this one's going to surprise you guys, not you guys, but maybe the crowd, and you guys hopefully will know what I'm talking about. But one of my favorite bands of the last, the last ditches of the 80s slash hairband Sunset Strip era was a band called Kick Tracy. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, they put out an EP in 1991 called Field Trip, and it only had six songs on it, and it was the very tail end of the uh, hairband era when grunge was taking over. And I heard that EP at the time, and I thought, man, this is so, like, ahead of its time. And when I was listening to uh, Greta Van Fleet and Black Coffee with my daughter a few weeks ago on the way to King's Island, I was like, this guy's voice, it, it, the two of those guys, those two vocalists reminded me of Stephen Chereau from Kick Tracy. And I put that EP on for my daughter, and she and I have both been listening to it uh, over and over again for the last few weeks because that album was ahead of its time. And that vocalist sounds a lot like uh, a mixture of those two vocalists. So those are those have been my my summertime playlist: Kicks Tracy's cool, Field Trip EP, Black Coffee, and uh, and of course uh, Greta Van Fleet. Very and, and, nice. And when, well we, when we decided to pick our favorite songs, our top five summer songs, this can be anything. This can be current. This can be uh, stuff like like Doug was saying. Go wherever you want because it's just fun to hear different band names, stuff that we can look up and experience for ourselves. Just a, a playlist that every Vinyl Analysis fan must listen to. Yes. There you go. Yep. Who's up next? Oh, uh, we're going to go uh, to you, Arch. What's All up, right, buddy? Fair you're, you're a summer so, playlist. So what I did, I went ahead and I picked uh, the, the five songs that I'm going to list are, are five songs that are have been released in the last two years. I went with 2017 and 2018 because I feel a lot of the bands uh, that we listen to uh, when I'm talking about some of the some of the '80s guys, uh, they're still putting out great music. Uh, that being said, uh, number five for me before I even get into those guys from the '80s uh, is Greta Van Fleet, "Black Smoke yes, Rising." There you go. Yes. And let me say this: it is such a hot button right now. There's so many people that don't like this. There's a lot of Led Zeppelin fans that are pissed off. But let me tell you. If they're mad, that means they care. You got and, it. And I have no problem. If you don't like Greta Van Fleet, get the hell out of my way because I'm going to buy whatever they have. It, it doesn't matter if you like it or you don't because if you don't like it, that means that you care about the, the state of rock and roll as well. And, and when was it. the last time some of those people cared? And, so that, and, and that's when Christy Kemper uh, had, a, had a statement on Facebook not too long ago. It's like just the fact that we're even talking about it's, a current rock band means something. Isn't that great? Yep. Uh, Black Smoke Rising is the song that has stuck with me the last two years as my favorite song from what they've done so far. Now listen. I mean, we've talked about this, Greg, on, on, on our vinyl analysis. I mean, I was into Kingdom Come. I was into Whitesnake. I, I'm cool. They sound like Zeppelin. I mean, you sound like Zeppelin. Listen to what you're saying. 
I hear, oh, I hear Rush. I hear late mm-hmm. 70s Heart. I hear White Stripe. I hear Live. Heart. I hear all kinds of stuff when I listen, when I listen to Greta Van Fleet. And, and here's my thing. We're talking about a band that sounds like Zeppelin. The greatest you know, it's not, it's rock not, and roll band yes, in the world we're ever? not saying they sound like fucking Wang Chung, man. No. <laughs> and, and, and let's be honest. Oh, yeah, well, how much would that suck? It's like, hey, did you hear this new band? Hey, man, who do they sound like? Oh, they sound like the Hooters. Now, that would <laughs> suck, man. For those of you listening at home, Archie slobbered when he said oh, that. That's, how, like, that's how excited he got well, about I, I that. Just, about it's the Hooters. Hooters. Look, Specifically. And, and, and quite honestly, I don't get all wound up in the Nickelback hate. On the, on the air, I like to make jokes and stuff. But yeah. that's cool, man. If those guys want to write music for strip clubs, let them. If they want to sound like the Load album it's and the Reload album, let them. I don't care. It's a free country. But I'm telling you, Greta Van Fleet, and I know they're from Michigan, but here's the deal they are awesome they're young and they wear yeah. all the right influences on their sleeves that's what i'm looking forward I'm to is is the next release well yeah what's coming oh, the down pressure's the pressure's on these, kevin well yeah they the set the bar on. pretty fucking high and now they've got to answer the call they got to bring it if they come to the table with another song the another new record that sounds good. like zeppelin the new even though sounds that sounds good. that's they're tight and they're good at it they got to come to the table with something else if they're a one-trick pony they're not going to last past the second record. Okay, so, so that was my number five, uh, Black Smoke Rising. I love that song. It's very Rush-like, too. I hear so oh, much yeah. Getty Lee in this. Yeah. It, it, anyway, uh, number four, Losing End Again. Uh, this is from the 2018. This is the newest Bullet Boys album from Out of the Skies. And I've talked about this on, on Final Analysis. Their last two releases, 2015's Elefante and then this latest one from Out of the Skies. I get it. They're not trying to sound like 1987 or 88 again. They're trying to do more of an active rock thing. The song that I'm bringing up sounds like a Stone Temple Pilots song. I love what Mark Torian is doing. And, and, and I'm always a sucker for a train wreck. That's why I like Donnie V and Mark Torian. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Oh, there we go. We just did that. He's yeah. just taking a selfie. And I'll there. tell you what, Arch, as you sit here and say Bullet Boys, I'm not, you know, you and I have known each other for a while now, but I don't think I've ever shared this with you. I need to, I need to get this out here real quick. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, why you got to stand up? You're making me nervous. Take a photograph of this. He has what? a Bullet Boys tattoo, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. There's some trivia. Wow. And, and that's going to go what? on the and vinyl see, analysis uh, Instagram my, account. Mrs. Pretty yeah, Boy, did you know about that? That's for a couple different accounts, quite well, honestly. I hope so. There was a lot she of just found there. out. You know, and I and I, I just see uh, Dorsey here from QFM ninety six, and I was having this discussion with him. I was well, telling he and I, him. He and I have matching tattoos. That's yeah, why I showed yeah. it. Yeah. But Mark Torian, the history with boys, Mark Torian, he was up for the gig after Randy Rhodes passed away, and mm. he had it. They left him at his apartment there in, in Hollywood, and they did not pick him up to go over to Europe to tour. Ozzy and the gang didn't do that. Brad, then he hooks up with his friend Robin Crosby. And he's the newest guitarist in this new band called Rat. And that didn't really work out with him. They got a guy named Warren Demartini. Turns out he's pretty damn good, too. But he goes on and forms the Bullet Boys. So Mark Torian, and he was a Sunset Strip rat. I mean, this kid grew up on there, was out there as a teenager. Don't Google him because it's troubling. He does have to make those uh, child payments, but that's hey, something he man. needs to work on. <laughs> but he, other than that, he's I mean, been t- very public about he's that. He's been Arch. very public about that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I love the Bullet Boys. I cannot wait to see them uh, when they come to town that's in September. And that's my uh, number uh, four. Number three, what comes around, Rex Brown uh, from the Pantera bassist. Yes. And let me throw this comparison at you. Rex Brown 
is one of the sweetest guys out there. He is like Switzerland. And there is a great comparison of him, of him and Michael Anthony. You've got two brothers in the band who aren't at guitar and drums, who don't get along with the lead singer, Imagine right? That. And everybody's fighting, and he just kind of stays in the back. Yep. You know, the bass players, they never really say anything. Greg doesn't give you guys any problems either, does he? Uh, am I the bass player of the band? Bass players I'll just kind of hang low. So, the, the, but the, I'm just saying, there's some cash, similarities right? there. If you do not have the Rex Brown album, uh, Smoke on This, get it. Number two, Metal Heart from Enough's Enough. And I know I got a buddy out there who, uh, who loves to go on the road and, and tour with Enough's Enough. I'm talking, hey, hey, Mike, Austin, my number two song of the summer is Metal Heart from Enough's Enough. Right on. And, and he is, he's such, and I'm just yelling at people in the audience, but he is a, a part of that inner circle there with Enough's Enough, goes out on the road with him and everything. He's heard the new record. He Ooh. says it sounds amazing. Can't it wait. Sound, does it sound good, Mike? That new Enough's Enough record, you've heard? It does. And I love Metal Heart, and I know everybody at the Knights of the Rock table dug it when we heard it. Uh, my number one song is Judgment Day from the Dead Daisies off Burn It nice. Down. And, and that is also my album of the year. Uh, Burn oh, It Down is yeah. a great record. Judgment nice. Day. And, and John Crabby is the best singer in rock and roll going right now. And I don't even, we'll fight about it. I don't care. So uh, I'm done. I'm All done. Right. I'm going to drop the mic. You're going to take mic a nap drop. now, dude? <laughs> if there's anything left, Kevin, what uh, you got? I'll try to follow up. Uh, number five, I stayed local. Rat Bastard Syndicate. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, Put my mic down. Just released Benny an EP. The boys. Yep, an EP. Nails is a, is a track off of that EP, and it rocks. Kicks complete ass. Just straight ahead balls to the wall rock and roll. Where do you put Keith Pickens? And you and I have had this discussion before on Keith Final Pickens Analysis. Is, he's at the top of the list, Damn man. Skippy. That dude can slay. I'll tell you what, when Keith started up last year at Sticky Fingers. Everyone he, knew it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they knew it in fucking Toledo I looked, I was when like, he started I just shook my playing. head. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a rock band getting ready to start you, up in this you, place. You're damn skippy, buddy. Yep. Uh, number four, we talked about it earlier. Uh, the track was I Barely Know Her, Black Coffee, off of Take One. I got to get I this Black it. Coffee. I got to get some Black Coffee. It's yeah, great, man. man. Great it's album. good. It's just straight ahead rock and roll. Uh, and the guys are young. You know, they're hungry, and they get it, too. That's what's so raw about it, and I hope they don't lose that. I'm very happy that they're on their way out to Sturgis. Lord watch over them because what happens in Sturgis sometimes oh, follow you back. You know? They had a lot of those uh, Sturgis episodes on Travel Channel this past <laughs> exactly, week. Exactly, yeah. That's an eye-opening If they wind up in, the, in a bed yeah. with Fajita Mike, they're oh, screwed, if, man. Oh, if Mama Madness ever leaves me, I want to head out <laughs> yeah. there at least for a couple days. Well, they're playing at full throttle, so uh, that might be a whole Ooh, TV yeah. show on its own. So good luck, boys. Uh, number three off of uh, Judas Priest's latest release, Firepower. Oh, it's called nice. Lightning Strike. Good call. Good call. Good call. I can't and believe the, I didn't do that. The reason for this particular tune is it reminds me of if you put British Steel and Screaming for Vengeance together. I want to do that. that Screaming for well, Vengeance then is my got favorite priest. Strike. Mine too. We're right there, right here. <laughs> right Give on, me some love. We'll blow it up. Too. Uh, number two. I'm Defenders of the Faith, so I didn't bump. Uh, no, no, no. That's it's good. All right. that's it's great. all good. That's great. We all <laughs> drink from the trough of Halford, bro. That's right. That's right. Don't number that. two. Uh, a lot of people may not be familiar with this group. 
they're called the East Side Gamblers. Oh, I <laughs> but you know their lead singer and guitar player. His name is Tony Higby from the Tom Kiefer Band. Just yes. heard an interview with him on Eddie Trunk last uh -huh. week. There you go. Yep, and they played two tracks off the Love album. Love it. Good Love what stuff, I've heard. Man. Did they play High Time? Yeah, he did play high there time. There it is, I, right there. I number tell you, two. that was like, man, East Side Gamblers, it sounds like Southside Johnny and the Jukes. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, but and but it, I was like, uh, yeah, I, good stuff, man. It's an EP as well, but all five tracks are solid, but high time's my favorite. And then uh, the number one oh, here tune we go. for me is, uh, you guys give me a drum roll since... since we don't really have any drums, no. but we can't. Hold on, hold we on. Can't Look bust at that. Out the I horns. love that. We can bust out the it's horns. from the Dead Daisies, Burn It Down. The title track, Burn It Down. I have no problem with nice. that. Mic drop, Greg. I, I would have to say that we are very well aligned, gentlemen. Very well aligned. I think so. That's and i got to check out this black coffee. Yeah. I They're feel the real deal, I'm Arch. in, man. I'm they in. They are. Especially with this high alcohol And they'll do beer. it with zero radio support, too. I just said that. All right. Segment three of our vinyl analysis episode of Knights of the Rock Table is our... Versus segment. Oh no! In this segment, I give the Knights oh, uh, two I've been names this all week, or artists, and uh, they have to duke <laughs> it out. They kind of debate it who they'd uh, who they take to a, a, for a bloody battle to the death. Who do we <laughs> got this time? Well, funny you should ask, Arch. Right. In this corner. Oh no! He may play the saxophone. <laughs> what color trunks? His band may be named after a Disney princess, but there's no doubt that the lead singer of Cinderella is a total badass. Tom Kiefer. Yep. Oh, yeah. Tom Kiefer in this corner. And in this corner, he can kill it on stage and off. <laughs> he went there. Oomla enthusiast and frontman for Motley Crue, it's Vince Neil. All right, so you guys got to pick, you know, who would you take, Vince Neil or Tom Kiefer? Uh, Archie, uh, we're starting with you. Crap. Who do you got first? All right, and, and I promise, as opposed to the other segments, I'm going to make this quick. This versus segment is brutal. At the last nights of the rock table, I picked Don Dawkin over Blackie Lawless, and I couldn't sleep for like two weeks, man. <laughs> this shit is horrible. I hate doing that. If yeah. I could do it again, I'd probably take Blackie. Yeah. But here's the deal. Look, 13-year-old Tommy from Marietta, <laughs> he's going with Vince Neil without blinking, all right? Vince was the lead singer from that era. And it's been well documented on this podcast. Those first two records, Mike Austin, those first two records are still two of my all-time favorites. But when you're talking about that era, no musician is more underappreciated than Tom Kiefer. So 47-year-old Arch Madness in Pataskala is going with Tom Kiefer. Now, Vince was the lead singer from that era, but Tom Kiefer was the best artist and the best musician. Flat out from that genre in that era, Tom Kiefer. No doubt. Go for go. it, guys. Good luck with that. All right. Well, we're, I want uh, a drink. All right, Kevin, who do you got? Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, follow that. Thanks a lot. Here I am with my fucking pants on the ground. <laughs> Literally. But uh, Ooh, there it is. You're not kidding. Vince, Motley Crue, One Trick Pony. I'm sorry. It's all Th right. That, that's, you know, what, did, what does he have after that? He's got a very, very talented band. Okay? I'm drinking, yeah. so it doesn't hurt but as much. But the dude didn't take care of his voice, and now he sounds like a bag of gravel, man. It just doesn't hold up with me. You go see Vince, it's not the same. You go see Tom Kiefer Band, 
He's bringing a rock show. I mean, to this day. All yeah, right. yeah. And the 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 musicianship, the songwriting, the whole package, man. And and Tom's had his his issues too, you know, health, taking care of his voice. And Doug, you know more than me about that sort of thing, but you know, obviously Vince and I I don't want to say he doesn't care, but I wish that he would have stuck with the program after his his daughter passed away. And he just lost his mom too. He, it's been a bad. And then he le- yeah. Yeah. And I understand demons don't have a memory and demons don't have a conscience. So I'm not judging the dude, don't get me wrong. But as far as taking care of yourself, Vince let it go and and Tom's well, Here the real goes Archie deal. talking it's, over somebody. No, but no, let no. me just say this. My top three Motley Crue albums, yeah. Too Fast for Love, yep. Shout at the Devil, yep. and then 94 with Karabi. Those Absolutely. are my three favorite Motley Crue albums. As much as Vince was a big part of my life as a, as a, as a youngster, I'm, I'm, I'm enough of a rock fan to appreciate what John Karabi brought to that band. If they'd have called it anything else, we'd probably still be a band. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I get that. And people don't like I get it. Vince yeah. had his limitations. But when you were 12 or 13 and you got that poster on your wall, he looked like a badass, man. He did, but when I heard Tom Kiefer sing oh, Night yeah. Well, yeah, Songs, that go, yeah, that, that's without, yeah. Shake Me, yeah. Nobody's Fool, well, I rattled the windows in that damn house on Bollinger Pines and, Road and what did they say, shit, Kev? boys. What do they say back in the day? You know, backstage at a Motley Crue show, uh-huh. you know, there all you the go. drug dealers went to Tommy and Nikki, and yeah. all the chicks went to Vince. Sure did. So that's just kind of the... Um, so why why but, do I uh, always bring a that a long up? way around the barn, I'm going with Tom Kiefer. Right on. There you go. I love that. All right, two for Cheers. Tom. Cheers. All right. Oh, here, here, here we comes, go. Here comes blessing. Here comes uh, Vince. <laughs> you know, I, I mentioned Arch for the show. Like, this has so many different facets because... You're talking about two iconic guys, two iconic Amen. bands. Amen. And both of these guys have ran so many different gamuts through their careers. Um, let's go back to the year, you know, let's go back to the year 1986, 87. Oh, please. I didn't have a poster of Tom Kiefer on my wall, but I did have about 14 posters of Vince Neil on my wall. And... Then you go into, in, and, and the albums that Motley Crue was putting out were way more influential on who I was uh, at that point in my life. Let's go forward until about 2007, 2008, when I see Tom Kiefer perform with a reunited version of Cinderella at the House of Blues in Cleveland, and he gets up there and blows it out of the freaking park, <laughs> plays guitar, plays the uh, grand piano, plays the saxophone, and his voice sounds like... He just walked out of 1986. Amazing. Whereas two months before, I'd seen Vince Neil play here in Columbus at the Al Rosa Villa, and he came out with an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt and tripped over his own cord and fell down face first on the stage. A la John so, Belushi. So I've got two different views of those guys, you know, and I know I've, I've seen both of those bands maybe more than I've seen any other bands, if you put the two of them together over the years. Um, I'm going to say, like, over the span of their careers, Vince Neil would be the guy that I would say would, was more influential on the music that I listened to. I think, uh, going with what Arch said, they'd be awfully hard to argue that Tom Kiefer was one of the most dynamic uh, vocalists slash musicians to come from the era, but not respected for that. But as I sit here with my Motley Crue picture this this in front gang. of me, look at this, this picture, badass. and, and look I think, of, and I think of my best buddy Austin, Joey back home, out. and I think of the Kulos. I'm holding up, I'm holding up Vince Neil on my picture disc, 
and thinking, you know what? This guy meant so much to me in my young life that I, I'm going to go with Vince Neil, guys. There you go. See? Vince Neil. And, that and is... good luck, Doug, living yeah. with that because I took Don Dockin just because of lightning strikes again. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to haunt you all week long. Well, man. I'll tell you, you killed me, Arch, because as I mentioned, Back for the Attack was my all-time favorite album. And when I got home that night, I'm like, how in the world did I pick Blackie Lawless over dude, Don Dockin? Dude, I, I know. I'm the same because way. I'm like, next Black? to me. I, I, I was the same way. I had so much Blackie Lawless like guilt. It but was it's it, rough. It's crazy to think we're looking at these guys and thinking they have a thirty-five year body of work thirty-five year body of work in front of them. Hey man, they and we're both, sitting here arguing. Yeah, and they they're both, both meant incredible so guys. much to us. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought the part up about uh, Tom Kiefer and what he does guitar work uh, wise because I saw a, a clip, it was from nineteen eighty seven. I want to say it was in their hometown of Philadelphia. But I think they were doing Once Around the Ride or something Ooh, live. Great and, and, and Kiefer just, you know, it's like, get out of the way, Labar. And I love Jeff to death, and oh, I yeah. hope he gets healthy as well so we can have yeah, a Cinderella reunion. But you just watch Kiefer. Kiefer's been playing the leads on this, kids, forever. Yeah. I mean, it's him. It's him. Cinderella is him. Tom wrote the shit, and he's playing it. You damn skippy, man. He's it. just, he is, he's iconic. He does not get... The credit. I mean, everybody, well, this guy doesn't get the credit he deserves. But when you're talking about that era, when you're talking about an era where John Bon Jovi was on top of everything, I'm telling you, Tom Kiefer, we really <laughs> missed the ball. They should have, he should have been bigger. Cinderella should have been bigger than they were. They should have been they because have they been were bigger. much they more talented. Oh, oh, my God. I mean, look at Eric Brittingham. He's, he's coming to town. Um, what is he's it, with, next he's month? with Brett. With Brett he's with Michaels Brett. now. Yeah. And then we got Gretchen Wilson, I think, the night before that. She's with you. What do you, what do you, <laughs> yeah. 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 You're going to be out there that night, yeah. Kev. Oh, dude. You know Gretchen what? We'll Wilson? all be there, but you won't be able to find lingerie with, in a Walmart within three fucking counties, I guarantee you. <laughs> oh. Kevin, like that's still awesome. That's the second we ran that bias in the pre. That's still awesome. Yeah, that was I, us. I try. No, it's awesome. Bro. Any woman with a skull ring has a chance that night, right? You got it. So where do we stand here, uh, Greg Hansberry? We got two for Tom Kiefer and uh, one for Vince Neil. What about you, though, Greg? Yeah, what do you think? I mean, you're kind Board of you're the millennial. Yeah. Talk to us, as the millennial, Talk to us, hipster. I, as the millennial, I'm all in on Vince Neil. Oh, wow. You yeah. we went with Vince Neil. I, I okay, appreciate it. Now we have a tie. I appreciate uh, well, Tom Kiefer perfect. and Cinderella. Yeah, about that. But uh, Just I'm all about, crew? to me, not growing up, not being born until after a lot of these records were released, no offense. It's all, it's right. all about the rock and shock value and the fun hanging of the I Vince Neil, Neil on, the, on the poster of the wall. And that's what I look back and see during and appreciate during these now, this see, time period. So I'm all about the Vince Neil. In answer to that, yeah. even though I play drums, I'm a melody freak. When I hear a melody that grabs me, like I've been on a cheap trick kick too, tonight. Man, yeah, you know, how, I would. How can I not come up with a chorus like that? You know, just that hook and the Cinderella stuff. To me, Motley really didn't have the hook; they just had the well, raw. Well, if, if you were to go in, the, if, if you were to go in the back rooms of, of, you know, let's go mid to late '80s. If you were going to go into Motley Crue's back room, Nikki Six is saying, "Do this." If you were to go into the Cinderella back room, Tom Kiefer is saying. Do this. This is what so we're going to do. So this is what we're doing. So, yeah. I mean, that puts things in perspective. But but my thing with Vince is, and, and, I, and I chose Tom Kiefer just because of the overall. Hey, if we're going to do lead singers and their impact, it's Vince, man. It's Vince. 
Vince was that next guy after we're not David Lee Roth. Voices or we're no, just no, we're, we're not. But we're, as, we're talking about that, yeah. that front yeah. man, yep. that good-looking blonde front yep. man. Let me get a drink. This is firing me up. <laughs> well, but you know, you know what it was there, about buddy. Vince. And this Did is, I mention that was he's an awkward looking? pause. Yeah. This yeah. is what always amazed me about Vince, and still does. Is very few singers of that era could come across so amazingly incredible in the studio and be such a train wreck live. But, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> because he couldn't do it live. It was because he didn't give a shit if he did it live. No. When he was on the road, it was a party. I mean, he you was out it. there He's to get laid. laid. Dude. He's getting he laid. was out there to get laid and get drunk and have a party and live like a rock star. And he didn't worry about protecting his voice and like a lot of these guys did. And that's just as yeah. much of, of the Motley Crue, uh, I don't know, like as legend, I don't know what you want to say, it. Yeah, as, they, as their yeah. music is. No, you know? no band of, yeah, of our yeah. generation, you know, Motley Crue's Stories of the Road are legendary yeah. to, the, to the same level that Led Zeppelin's and Black Sabbath right. stories are legendary from back in there. The only era. reason Motley, yeah. at this point in, in time, you can't compare it. You can't no. take the two no. Dude, apart Motley from each other. Crue snorted ants, and yeah. Ozzy's like, With Ozzy. fuck that. Yeah. When <laughs> Ozzy <laughs> bails... You, when when you freak Ozzy and then out, join them, yeah. When you freak out, <laughs> and Ozzy's like, I'm not doing that. When you're mainlining you, Jack Daniels because you're out oh, of coke, you've arrived, kid. Yeah. 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 You've arrived. When you can creep out One Ozzy day, Osbourne, yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole other show we'll right there. That whole other show. One right day, on. That's a whole other show. Up, little now, where are we taking this uh, this journey, producer Greg Hansberry? Colin, Colin, come here, man. I'm going to talk to Colin Kestor. He is the uh, one yeah, of the we've got some friends out here tonight. Everybody, let's give a round of applause for Colin. <laughs> Apparently, he's got something to do with this. And, uh, and Colin is one of the owners here. And, and thank you for letting us do this, Colin. And congratulations on what you've been able to do here at 4th uh, and 4th here in the old Italian village. Uh, Seventh Son, this is an amazing setup you guys have. Oh, thanks, Archie, man. Uh, we're super pleased to have you guys here. You're doing a good thing, letting people know about uh, good vinyl and talking about good music. Yeah, uh, maybe not so much Faster Pussycat, but hey, we're, 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 we're getting there. Uh, For each zone. Exactly. For each zone. And I'm going to throw this out there because somebody mentioned this earlier. They're like, this would be a great place for a wedding reception. I mean, this is a now, and look. I know that's not the, the vibe you're going for, but this is an incredible. This this great is some place where you can go. You can get. You can have a few beers with your friends. You know, it almost has like that 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 German kind of uh, that uh, like a beer, beer garden feel, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But it's it's really cool. But I could see hanging out with my friends. Oh yeah. Uh, it is very reception like. This is very cool, man. A great setup on this rooftop patio. Thanks so much. Give it up for Colin. Now. Here's and, the deal. And Maria, real I'm quick. I'm going to throw tip, this at tip you. Tip your bartender, Maria. She's tip been Maria. a sport. So, hey, thank you, Maria. All right. She requested queen, this is not, by the way. This is not your ball queen. game, but I'm going to throw this at you anyway because we have a tie. All right? Uh -oh. We have a tie between Motley Crue's Vince Neil and Cinderella's Tom Kiefer. So you're basically going to be picking Motley Crue or Cinderella. <laughs> if you could tell us... Who you want out of those two choices, that will be tonight's victor and Knights of the Rock Table. Here is Colin from Seventh Sun Brewing. Motley no Cruz, Vince Neil, Cinderella, Tom Kiefer. Motley Crew, Vince Neil. Motley Crew, Vince Neil. Oh boy. So let it be written, so let it be done. That is bullshit, Colin. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Segment four. Yes. Closing statements. Okay. 
Go ahead and start with those cats. I'll close it since I can put a bow on this thing. Lord of the Thighs, Kevin Young of the Gypsy Kings, your closing statement, please. Thank you, Greg. Thank you all for coming out. Thank you, Seventh Sun Brewery, for having Knights of the Rock Table. We appreciate it. We hope this isn't the last time that we're here. But uh, like, like I said in my opening statement, it's a pleasure to, uh, to share the table with these guys. Just talk rock and roll and have a couple of beers. And for you all to come and enjoy it, we hope you do. We hope, we hope you learned something, but if nothing else, we hope you had a good fucking time. All right? Yeah! Fuck yeah. In closing, please follow the Gypsy Kings on Facebook if you haven't already. It's the Gypsy Kings Band. Also, you can find us on Twitter at the Gypsy Kings and also on Instagram, the Gypsy Kings. You can find all of our shows where we're going to be playing, so we try to pump that pretty good. But, again, everybody, thank you so much for coming out. We appreciate it. You guys sounded great, too. Thank you, You sounded brother. great at Picktown Palooza. Thank you. You sounded awesome. Lord Pretty Boy of the Floyd, Doug Blessing of Rock House, your Well, thank you so Davis. much, Duke. Yeah, I know. I Blackmore of the Purple Deep. I have to look it up too. So yeah. you know, uh, right along with Kevin, you know, and I, and I got to got a chance to uh, hang out with uh, with Derek Russo of the Gypsy Kings the other night um, at our show. I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's important here in Columbus is that there is a lot of bands just like my band and just like Kevin's band that are that just get a thrill out of getting out there and playing the songs that we love, the songs that we grew up with, and having people come out to see us play and sharing that experience with us. So thank you all for uh, appreciating what we do, appreciating QFM 96 for keeping their brand of rock and roll alive here, and uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I'll throw just a quick plug in for what we've got coming up. My band Rock House has got a great weekend, Friday night, August the 10th. We'll be uh, playing at Hollywood Casino uh, on the west side of town. And uh, on that Saturday night, uh, we're teaming up with another great promoter here in town, uh, Tom Corsi and we're doing a uh, Master of Tribute show at the Alrosa Villa, the venue that I grew up in and pierced my ear in the parking lot at the ripe age of 16. There you go. Uh, and we're doing an event there called Master there. of Tributes that features tribute bands uh, of this era. So a tribute to Kiss, a tribute to Metallica, Skid Row, Remstein, ourselves, and, uh, and also a tribute band to uh, Marilyn Manson. Um, so we're, we're looking forward for a great night here. And it, it's just great to see rock and roll alive and well in Columbus. And it's because of people just like you guys. So thank you. And you know thank what? You. you said it. Rock and roll alive and well. Gene Simmons. I love Kiss. I know everybody at this table loves Kiss. You're not going to break anybody's heart Kiss. if you go after Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons said rock and roll is dead. Here's what I have to say to you, Gene. Suck it. Rock and roll is not dead. Go back and listen to the five songs and the albums that this cat right here, Doug, was talking about. The five songs that we talked about. Rock and roll is alive and well. All you got to do is look for it, man. You got and it, buddy. I, to bounce off that, we actually have a Spotify playlist. Uh, yes. Vinyl Analysis does. We're going to put all of those songs on a, vinyl, uh, on a playlist, a Spotify playlist. You can find it at QFM96.com. But we want you to check it out. And you can listen to what we're talking about because you're right. It's all about spreading the love. Yep. Look, I, I, it's uh, well documented. I, lo I love 80s rock. I think it's a great scene uh, with some of, the, um, some of the bands that we mentioned here tonight, some of the bands that have come on our vinyl analysis show. And, it, and the thing that amazes me is all these people are friends, whether it's, whether it's Rock House, 
whether it's Gypsy Kings, you know, Pretty Filth, Jackass Genius. It's, it's, it's a fun ride because all these people love this type That's of music. And as, a, and as an 80s rocker, as an 80s metalhead, it's fun to go out and see you guys. It's fun to hear these songs. And it's, and it's awesome that you guys have included me into your community. And that's why I wanted to do this show. That's why I picked Kevin. That's why I picked Doug. Because I knew they loved the same music I did. I'm excited about this run we're going to go on with the Knights of the Rock Table. Thanks for including me, guys, uh, in, in this, uh, this 80s rock movement that you guys are a part of. And it, the music's awesome. You guys sound good. Gypsy Kings, I've never heard that group of guys sound that good. Rock House, you sound amazing. You guys were so good in front of Past, uh, Faster Pussycat. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Seven Sun Brewing, everyone that attended. The, you and guys. you know what? Quite honestly, the night we're recording this, this is going to be about a month for Greg to edit this son bitch down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really just the last if, five minutes. If yeah. you could throw a happy birthday to uh, my sister in the no. middle of the Probably show somewhere, Probably not going to happen, Greg. It's her birthday in December because I'll get to it's it. Today. No, I mean, well, you know, it's is, not like you got anything else to do, Hansberry. Just find out. Is she Cinderella or is she Motley Crue? Nah, neither. No, it's all She good. did have the Cinderella Disney picture disc. Now that's that I close think enough. Yeah, and I made fun work. of her for that. Hey, and guys. she played saxophone in the yes, band. Yes, thank you so much. Hey, Kevin Young, Doug Blessing, and uh, Greg Hansberry. I'm Arch Madness. Thank you, guys. This has been Knights of the Rock Table, Seven Sun Brewing Company. Thank you so much. As always, gang, stay frosty.